What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a special live edition. I guess it's not really live, but we are here at Eagle Raceway after the first night, uh, practice night. He races for the Jake Ida Memorial Race of Champions. Uh, it's been a great night. Sprint Anderson here. We got some special guests with us. We got Dan Taylor, the voice of Eagle Raceway, along with James Rowland, pit reporter extraordinaire. Boys, how's your night of racing so far? Uh, I am shockingly surprised at how cold it got all of a sudden. <laughs> we are expecting some uh, really... Um uh, warm weather through the, for the rest of the weekend, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm surprised at how much it cooled off. And uh, the racing tonight was great. Obviously, most of the racing we got to see was uh, practice laps, and you kind of got to get a little bit of a peek of who's got what. I was really really impressed with Tyler Drukey, if that's even possible for the rest of this year. Yeah, definitely. He looked really good in all his practice laps. Uh, looked really good in the uh, Jake Adam Memorial Race of Champions Heat races. You know who else surprised me, but it's not really surprised. Jake Bubach. He yeah. came out and did uh, Jake Bubach things, yeah. basically. He did. Uh, very strong in his heat in his uh, heat race for the Jake Ida race uh, of champions. And uh, you kind of expected that out of Jake Bubach. Uh, Jason Martin moved up quite a bit, too. I was a uh, little surprised. Uh, I don't know. Adam Gulliam was kind of uh, hit or miss a little bit this year, even though he picked up the track championship. And uh, you could easily make an argument that he was probably just playing it safe and not destroying his race car. Um, he didn't end up making the transfer to the A feature, so we'll see what he does uh, for the uh, for the rest of the racing action this weekend. James, what about you? Anybody surprise you? Uh, kind of what were your thoughts on the opening night of practice in the heat races? You know, I was really impressed walking up here to come up and do the podcast. I was super impressed with the crowd that we had tonight, even just for a practice night. Uh, we got one off our flip count so far, too. Yeah, surprisingly, it was a local <laughs> boy, Andrew Jackson. He uh, took a tumble over there in turns three and four. A um, little bit, little bit of, a, I guess you could say, some pissed-off fans. There were some electrical issues with the lights. Um, Jesus. There was something in the air tonight with the fans. I got into a fight with two of them. <laughs> you can't be doing that, man. It's, it's the first night. We have four I long know. days of this. I know, and I got a lot of mistakes to make still. <laughs> <laughs> James, you've been behaving, or uh, anybody uh, you need to lay the smack down on this weekend for? Uh, no, I don't think we're laying the smack down on anybody. Um, tonight, I tonight I really wish that I could have focused a little bit more, but I was really running back and forth and kind of trying to figure out where different cars are parked in the pit area. I think it took me like 25 minutes to find the $33 sign. Um, yeah. You know, it was definitely a lot of fun. Great-looking racetrack. I think we're going to be in for some hammer-down track conditions throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, I mean, and as we're recording this, Roger's already out blading the track. They got the, uh, the backhoes out there working and... Looking for a pretty good racy little joint this weekend. I think this was the first weekend. I can remember in at least quite a few weekends, if not at all this year, we had just a little bit of a rut in turn one. Rutgers done a fantastic job with keeping that under control this year, and uh, we saw it kind of develop a little bit there during the first set of practice sessions, and he went out and reworked the racetrack, and it, it went away. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the track's been looking beautiful all year long. I don't think uh, it's going to change much over the next couple of days. I'm sure Roger's going to be putting his magic on it, and... Like I said, it's going to be a racy little joint. The good news is, while we got a little bit of uh, temperature coming for Sunday, Saturday should be decent. Friday's going to be a decent. I don't think we're going to see a real dry track. Uh, Rogers should be able to keep ahead of it with keeping it nice and, and watered down in moisture. Uh, so, we, yeah, like, like you said, we should see a very racy racetrack. And, man, I must say the uh, painted white walls were amazing. This <laughs> yes. place is shining. I don't ever remember him putting the one badass racetrack in the back there. No, nope, I, the I think that's new for this year. Uh, nice big banners you pulled in. I think uh, Roger, Racine, everybody that works at Eagle Raceway, they stepped it up this year for for yet, again, another big event of the Race Saver Nationals. And 
I just count my lucky stars were here this weekend because so many racetracks are talking about how they ended their season early and, and they're not able to go racing. And, and here we are. We're going to have one of the biggest sprint car races in the country. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, one big thing about the uh, IMCA Race Saver Nationals here at Eagle Raceway is uh, the after race festivities. Uh, James, do you happen to know where any of the parties are this week? <laughs> um, I've been told that I'm hosting a couple down at my camper, so I should probably go down there at some point and see just what the hell is going on. I'm coming but, down there for dinner. Alright, oh yeah, you got <laughs> yeah. a picture of that. We got uh, cheesy ham and potatoes in the crock pot tonight, and there's a God's plenty, so help yourself, Dan, Brandon, Kurt, anybody that wants to come out and have some. But as always, we've got the Eagle Raceway Eagle Melon Bars set up over by the Valco Racing Wheels staging area and the check-in building and yeah. that is always a great time you buy your cup then you get the cheap refills and uh well i'd have to say out of my last couple of race saver nationals there definitely hasn't been a morning that i didn't need a couple of gatorades to get started <laughs> yeah we're already enjoying a couple of those eagle melons uh, it looks like dan's already polished most yeah, of his off well, they only gave me a half full one so it doesn't count. <laughs> That's a damn lie, and you know it. <laughs> well, you know, I heard through the grapevines that uh, uh, Randy Sterling out of Pennsylvania is that place to be for the parties. Yeah. Uh, he, I believe uh, he came here to, uh, what was his line? Uh, I believe he's looking for the <laughs> thick-thighed Nebraska bitches. And we got plenty of those here at Eagle Raceway, folks. So uh, you want to see uh, little Mardi Gras activities, uh, Randy Sterling is a place to be for those festivities. We call him the PA party boy. I think that had to be the most unprofessional press conference I've ever been a part of or attended what happened this afternoon at Eagle Raceway. Yeah, not only were we talking about the big corn-fed Nebraska bitches, but there was a little uh, wager between you and Adam Gillian going on. Oh, I was talking about Stacey's nipple ring. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Randy goes, hey, aren't you the one with the orange nipple ring? And she goes, it's a nipple bar. Yeah, nipple bar, folks. (laughs) So we had had nipples. We had uh, buttocks, tattoo, bets going on between uh, Adam and you, Dan. Uh, I hope to hell. I got to go talk to Roger. So the the bet was uh, Adam and I have had all these bets all year long about him making the A feature, winning the race, whatever. And and, uh, I've lost the majority of them, and I decided it was a good idea to take Adam up on his bet this time. That if Adam finishes on the front stretch on Sunday night for the Race Saver Nationals A feature, then I have to get an Adam Golian Racing, an AGR tattoo on my right butt cheek. And I thought it was only appropriate that if he doesn't finish on the front stretch, then he has to get a caricature of my face tattooed on his butt cheek. Well, you know, based, I don't want to dog Adam at all, but based on his performance here in the heat races, your bet's looking pretty safe right now. I uh, see, and that's, that's the, pro- that's actually what scares me is that. When he really wants to drive, that boy can race that car like no other. And uh, I'm just a little worried that he might be uh, he might be messing with me a little bit after tonight. If we uh, see James down there by the car underneath uh, Cost or anything, pulling some spark plug <laughs> wires, we might know why. <laughs> there, there no, might, there I, might I definitely a, don't touch race cars. <laughs> there might be 100 bucks in it if you happen to find your way over the 91. <laughs> uh, well, then again, I have spent a lot of money to be here this weekend. Uh, I don't know. I might pay for your camping spot next year if you do that. Ooh. <laughs> Now, that's even, I think that's $150 value. Ooh, all across right. up a couple of plug wires, uh, might be able to do that. Well, I mean, that might be arranged. Oops. <laughs> you sneezed, it fell off. It was weird. Yeah, who knows. But Just anyway. Watch, there's plenty of videos on social media of, of mad drivers uh, going after uh, uh, other drivers and just kneeling down in front of the car and very nonchalantly pulling that plug wire off. 
I'm impressed at how slick they're able to get by with that. Yeah, I have no clue how they would do it. Yet alone, I would not have the balls to even attempt it because knowing my luck, I'd get caught. I have a steering yeah. wheel or a helmet thrown at my face, and <laughs> then I'd be laying on the racetrack by myself, oh, the, knocked out. The ambulance you know, is coming here. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's it's early lovely. in the night. It's <laughs> early in the weekend for the ambulance already. We've had a fun couple of uh, races. Oh, now the lights are shut off. Fun couple of races. We went with the Sheriff Invade Eagle Raceway last Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make it. <laughs> they didn't make it. They're dead. Sorry, folks. <laughs> hey, Flatline. We're good. Slow down. We're good. All right, Flatline. Everybody get back to partying. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been an uh, interesting couple of nights, a uh, couple of races at, at Eagle Raceway the last couple of weekends. And we almost had a boxing match uh, scheduled for Friday night. Apparently, that got called off. Oh no! I wonder I didn't which hear one chickened about out. That. You didn't hear anything no, about I that? No, I did not. So, I, didn't, uh, I didn't hear who uh, bailed. Uh, I don't know who bailed, so I don't. I don't want to call anybody out. But the Sport Compact feature last Saturday night for the final points on an eagle, coming out of turn four, Devin Bruce and Dylan Richards get together. Dylan Richards was only four or five points behind in the points battle and and was looking good to to maybe even steal that points championship away, but unfortunately. Coming to the green, they got together and wrecked, and Dylan was pretty upset. So Dylan followed Roger's orders. Roger's always said, if you guys want to fight at Eagle Raceway, you're more than welcome to. Just let me put you up on the front stretch and sell some tickets to it. Yeah, makes sense. So they obliged. And uh, my understanding is that one of them was going to be at the Boone Supernational, so he couldn't do it on Friday. So it, it wasn't able to happen. But the announcement was made before the other party said, no, I can't do it. I'm, I'm not going to be around at that time. Well, so. uh, that kind of sounds like a chicken shit excuse because they don't start <laughs> in Boone until Monday. Well, it is uh, a sport compact. So we are a sprint card podcast. But since there was some boxing, I'll allow it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then we had a sheriff show up. So it, it was just a fun night. A whole sheriff squad actually looking for some low-life piece of junk that decided to beat up a woman and somehow got away with it at Eagle Raceway, but... Yeah, uh, whole yeah. other conversation. But if if he would have been anywhere where other people were nearby, I think we'd have probably kicked his ass to the moon and back. Because uh, that's not something I fly with. No, definitely not something cool in my book by any means. Uh, yeah, nobody's book uh, except for apparently that pos. But uh, I don't even know if they got him or not. Uh, I know they didn't get him that night, but I don't know because his semi was parked out back. So either get arrested or leave your semi for somebody else. That's a pretty expensive. Have fun getting out of that Cass County impound over there at Plasmith, right. boys. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah, a great night of racing tonight for the uh, practice night in the Jake Adam Memorial Race of Champions. Really excited to see the heat races. Uh, I, I love this format. I love this racing action. Not a big fan of the way some other tracks qualify for their big A features. I love this one. Even though, man, it takes a lot of luck and, uh, and, and, and a little bit of talent to be able to get up in your heat race and Every single position in that heat race matters so much because you burp the throttle coming out of two on the final lap, and you could go from starting in the A feature to, to a C feature now, by finishing third. So, C, I mean, D, B. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous for how far back you can fall if uh, you miss the corner just a little bit. So, everything's on the line for these guys. It definitely is. We had Jason Martin on, uh, on last week's podcast, and he was mentioning that a little bit. You know, Jason, definitely, you know, a hell of a racer himself, but you get lined up with maybe a Wubok in your heat race, and mm-hmm. maybe they're starting on the front row and you're starting last. You're pretty much racing right. for a B feature spot yep. right there because it's going to be tough to beat those heavy hitters if they're starter front. So it's going to come down to that draw, and the luck of the draw is going to be a big key factor for all these heat races coming up. And it's something that, you know, Stu Snyder has talked about a couple of times. I think he uh, had some issues in tech one night on Friday night, had to come out of the 
D on Saturday night and ended up qualifying, uh, making his way in. Says he doesn't want to do it again, but then I think he came back the next year and did it again. Uh, so he's he's proven that there it, you're able to make your way through the field, but man, that's a lot of work, especially when you get into those features and you've got a couple of minutes to change a tire, maybe throw a couple of gallons of fuel in that tank, and then get right back out there again because you're going to be tagging the back of the next feature. There's not a lot of time to make adjustments and feel the way the track is developing. Yeah, Stu's definitely one of the cats who's passed the most cars in Race Saver uh, national history yet and has not won a race yet. So I, He's my dark horse for the weekend. He's been my pick all week long, so, I mean, I really don't have a dark horse. Uh, we kind of mentioned, you know, it'd be cool to see with some of the older guys, maybe like a Jason Danley knock off yeah. a victory. But after 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 watching the heat races and the practice, the Texas boys have this joint figured oh, out. Oh man, don't they? And they're they're so freaking fast. And I'm going to come back to Jason Danley. I I think that it, this is his best opportunity to win this year. He was very strong in the weekly competition. I was very impressed with the way he was able to come through the field each and every week and have a great race. So I would love to see the exact same thing, Jason Danley, or you know even uh, uh, just. Yeah, Stu Snyder. I, I would love to see him come up and get a win. And, and you know, Doug Lovegrove. If it's a if it's a bottom feeder kind of a track on that Sunday night, or, or even during his uh, his his qualifying night, that uh, he's going to be a dangerous one too. Yeah, nobody runs the bottom better than Doug here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doug's been incredibly fast all year long. Unfortunately, had a bit of run of bad luck in the Jake Ida Memorial Heat Race this evening. Uh, barrel valve issues plagued him kind of all night long. It sounded like I guess they blew the barrel valve off in one of the practice sessions. So. They tried to get it put back on, and it was just turned 180, so every time you try to hit the throttle, it just cut the fuel and killed the car. So they got that all fixed up already. I was down there just a couple minutes ago, and they're going to be back and definitely ready to get in on the action tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night, all the uh, main festivities will kick off. I believe racing starts at, what, 6 tomorrow? 6, yeah. Hot laps at, at 5, gates open up at 4.30. Uh, we have the cornhole tournament at 1 o'clock, uh, which I'm really excited about. I love doing a cornhole tournament. Uh, lots of beer, lots of fun, and uh, some great music. Just chilling out, hanging out, watching that. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Dr. Danger also in the house. Well, I'm, all, I'm looking down here tonight as he was talking to the press conference about his little Dukes of Hazard built ramp. I and do not understand how he's going to launch a car off that thing. It's I, basically a uh, skateboard grind it, rail. Yeah, and there's no, there's no way that car is going to do a 360 in the air and, and come full circle and land on its wheels. It's, that, I mean, that has to land on its hood. On its roof. Well, we're going to find out tomorrow night exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah. He was fun last year to watch. I was really, uh, really impressed with the uh, the fire, the uh, school bus ramp that he did. Uh, I just wish, as, as one of the announcers, that we'd have known what he was doing. So that way we could have talked about it rather than he just kind of drove around a couple of times. Oh, and then, there he goes. Hey, look, he's going. And, and we had a, yeah. But uh, that was really cool. The Dr. Danger thing is pretty fun. And uh, we're, we're lucky to have him back again this year, and, and I think it'll be a lot of uh, smashing excitement. How many cars does he have lined up there? I don't know. There's a, uh, I mean, it's a piece of shit, but there is a uh, uh, Fox Body Mustang sitting down there that would make a hell of a drag car. Really? So hmm. I don't know where they found Go that out. An offer. So if that one survives, you're going to try to take it home? <laughs> well, he's got nine cars lined up there past the ramp. I, I can't. I mean, those, those cars are there for cushion for the landing, right? I would assume yes. so. I would assume. I don't see how, well, like you were saying, I don't see how he can skateboard grind that and get enough air to clear him. I think he could probably clear him if he had enough air, but then my worry would be climbing up the banking and smashing the f- corner one wall. <laughs> He'd need about 1.3 gigawatts in order to clear those cars. 1.3 gigawatts. gigawatts. <laughs> I knew that, girl. 
<laughs> she she oh, might be, she might be here at the Randy Sterling trailer <laughs> later on night. I hope so. That's where I'm headed. As hearing as Oh. Man, so like I said, racing kicks off. We have, what, 45 heat races tomorrow, something like that? Right around in there, yeah. 100 and, uh, what, Kurt, what was our count? Um, uh, I think 112 is what I don't think we had it right in the, uh, no. in the spreadsheet. I think we're probably looking at between 108 and 114. Yeah. So it's going to be a busy night, uh, probably 10 cars to a heat race. And uh, we'll have some attrition by the end of the night, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be heat race after heat race, and then reworking the re- racetrack and heat race after heat race, and then finally getting set up your qualifying. And uh, yeah, I can't express enough how important it is every single position on the racetrack, and I love that. I love when drivers can't settle in and say, you know what, third's okay, I'll, I'll make the transfer, I'll, I'll be in this position for the A. No, I, I want those guys thinking, crap, I'm in third. And I'm in the C. I got to get up to the B. I got to get into second. I got to make this move. Yep, the heat races definitely matter in a format like the this. Heat races are not boring out here. No, no they're not. Not they, by uh, any means. The guys know that, that I gotta I gotta be there, and uh, they race hard for it. Yeah, that's Kurt Merrill on the on the background mic, by the way. Yep. And James finally finishing his melon drink. God, I'm a pussy. I am only halfway well, through. Well, you've been talking. Right. You better keep <laughs> your game up. I gotta get a refill on my whiskey, so I'll I'll be. I'll be catching up to you guys here in a little bit. It's too bad Jeffrey's too young. We could have had him on the second round by now. Well, let's just tell everybody we didn't. (laughs) He's too young to consume. I don't know if he's too young to deliver. Um, Oh, he's definitely not too young to deliver. (laughs) I guess I was a beer deliverer at a very young age. All right, with that being said, we're going to wrap up this quick edition of the recap of the practice night, Jake Ida Memorial Heat Races. Uh, We'll do this again tomorrow night, boys. Looking forward to it. Sounds good to me. All right, we'll catch everybody on the flip side. See you.